How are we doing, Jets fans? I'm Glenn Naughton with Jet Nation Radio and JetNation.com. Joined today by a very special guest. We have with us Emery Hunt from Football Game Plan. He's going to talk a little bit of draft with us or talk a fair bit of draft with us. Emery does a great job with Football Game Plan. He, he does a, he's a regular on the Ross Tucker podcast, and you're seeing him now on the major networks. Um, talk, and, and great thing about Emery, he's, he's going to talk about guys in the first round all the way down to undrafted free agents. Uh, be sure to check out his draft guide. He'll give us some some uh, tips on that later on. I get it every year, over a 1,000 players profiled. Emery, how are we doing today? Doing fine, Glenn, man. I appreciate you bringing me on the show. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, you, you've been kind enough to come and join us for the last few years now, um, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. So just uh, let, let's get right into it with the Jets because, um, as I say all the time, you know, we, we get the uh, – you know, from early in the season all the way through the year, you, you hear the all the big talk is about the first rounders, and that's what everybody wants to hear about. The Jets basically some of their biggest weaknesses are very well known, very well advertised. Uh, they've got some huge question marks on the O line. They do have some questions at linebacker, even though you know Mosley just had a a big season, but they do need to get younger there. But I think the general consensus is tackle. Um, me personally, I've talked to some folks who agree that you know. I think if Jackson Smith and Jigba is there, you consider it in that spot. Um, what are your thoughts there? You know, are are you sort of of the mind that tackles should be their target? So who are some of the tackles you like in that spot at 13? And if you're the Jets, who are some of the guys like a Smith and Jigba who not many people are talking about that if you're the Jets, you consider them if they fall there? You know, for me, it's you could look at tackle, you could look at center. Um, I know people don't say you don't take a center in the first round, but man, sometimes you take great players when you can um, and tackle to me. I, you look at whether or not you're going to, what, what you're going to get from um, Makai Becton, how healthy he's going to be. You saw he's lost a lot of weight. You know, you hope he's feeling great and, and is able to maintain that, but he has been banged up over the course of his time. So you do need a tackle. So, you know, there's the, the two guys from Ohio state, Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones, I'm a big fan of, um, and, and for me, grabbing these guys or finding ways to build depth along the offensive line is always a great thing, especially when you see a lot of different rotations on defense. Uh, teams tend to rotate their D line a lot, try to take advantage of matchups. So if you can match match up for matchup at times, uh, it'll help you. You hope that Max Mitchell, you know, can grow in year two. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, a full season being healthy is going to be key for him. And, um, you know, so the Jets to me, just analyzing their roster, just probably not as many holes. You know, I know receiver is always a, a thing that everybody wants to add, but I think first and foremost, before you add receivers, you got to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback. I know everyone wants, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and expect him to be a Jet, but, you know, what if Zach Wilson takes significant steps this year? You see it in practice or you see it manifest itself in the preseason. Um, you know, do you have an opportunity there? Um, I, I'm not a big fan of giving up on the young guys so quickly, uh, but maybe that's why they're going after an Aaron Rodgers. So making sure you stabilize the quarterback position uh, probably is the biggest need or question mark uh, for the Jets. But I do agree, offensive line depth there is always a great thing. There's not a lot of great offensive linemen um, just walking around the street. So if you have an opportunity to, to stockpile talent there, you do so. Now, what are your thoughts? Um, one guy that I've I've mocked to the Jets early on, earlier than some, but I know, I have heard some you know uh, some some draft folks say they would consider it. Uh, Darnell Wright at thirteen. Would you do that if he was the last? If the other big tackles are gone before that, 
would you consider a Darnell Wright and you sort of plug him in a right tackle and or let him compete for that spot? Sure, why not? Because here's someone that has played left and right tackle uh, in the SEC, so he's gotten that experience. And you know, this is someone that's battle tested. He's someone that's going to get in there and, and fight and get into you know the, the, you know confrontation at the line of scrimmage is what you want. So he's not going to back down from a challenge, and also would allow you to then you know find perhaps maybe you can get you know some left tackle. I mean, some left guard help from Max Mitchell. He can play guard or tackle. So now you probably strengthen your depth there uh, with Mitchell. Uh, can play either tackle, I mean, sorry, either guard spot, can also be a swing tackle if necessary. So you add some more flexibility. And that's what the Jets really need. When their offensive line start to suffer those injuries, that's when things start to really falter uh, for this offense. So, yeah, Darnell Wright is another good one. Um, I'm a big fan of Braden Daniels out of Utah. So for me, it, it, there's a lot of uh, good offensive linemen in this class. The Jets can definitely help build that second wall up front along the offensive line. And now, now moving on from the first round, I'll, I'll, I'll try to tell, I'll try to make a promise that it's the last time I'll say this guy's name because I've said it 50 million times since week one. Uh, but he's a favorite, and I, I was uh, more than happy to see the Jets had him in for a visit. Um, talk a little bit about Dayan Henley. I saw that you had him rated as your number one inside linebacker, um, which that was I, I, I got your draft guide. First thing I did, I said, let me see where he's got Dayan Henley because that's my guy. You had him as your number one. Um, super athletic guy, obviously, and and touch on some of the other other linebackers in this class that you like that you think could be sort of second round project or second round prospects. Well, for me, Henley is someone that that you know um, is super athletic. Um, we talked a little bit before about his background as a wide receiver, which explains his ball skills. You know, what really caught my attention was earlier in the year when they played Wisconsin, and they upset Wisconsin out there at Camp Camp Randall, and he was all over the field making play after play. Then I get down to the senior bowl and watch him just own one-on-ones versus running backs, which is impossible for linebackers because that drill is heavily slanted toward the offense having success. So for me, it's, it's just to see him not only lock down the running backs, but also be able to pick the ball off in one-on-ones is just that that was something I hadn't seen. He reminds me a lot of Fred Werner and, and what he brings to the table, you know, and you look at where the game is going can you have a backer out there on all three downs that can cover? He's one of those guys, just like Marpe Ma, Marte Mapu out of Sacramento State, another one that was a you know he played strong safety, then he played you know some some slot corner or whatnot. He played linebacker and he's he's a linebacker. Some view him as a safety. He and Michael Ayers out of Ashland are two small school linebackers that are ridiculously athletic. That have that cross training background at. Ayers is another one that has played multiple positions before landing at linebacker. And both guys were at the NFL PA bowl and just killed it every day during seven on seven um, team period. These guys flying around in coverage, making plays on the ball, picking the ball off. And they have the ability to run and chase. And, you know, the Jets do have some athleticism at the second level. So there's multiple options for them to go. Um, If they're not going to take Henley early or if he's gone before they want to take him, Marte Mapu out of Sacramento State and Michael Ayers out of Ashland are, are three guys uh, just in, in general that I feel like would, would be perfect fits for the Jets. Because, again, think about who's their head coach and where he came from in San Francisco. Think about what he had in San Francisco. All those three guys I named fit that mold, fit that mantra of what he looks for at the position. And now <clears throat> you mentioned uh, Marte Mapu. He's a guy – Honestly, I hadn't heard of him till about a week and a half ago. 
um, making a drive to visit family, had some draft podcasts on, and they were talking about some deep dive guys. And so I haven't looked into him yet. I'm glad you mentioned him. It's like I said, I hadn't heard of, heard of him until about a week, week and a half ago. Um, and sounds like, again, that the type of player, as you're saying, you said with Henley, like this is where the game is going. And this is what, you know, as we said in the pre-show, like the, you know, I see Henley getting compared to guys like, like Warren or like you said, and then they, but then they say he's going to be a value in the third or fourth round, which I'm thinking, like I watch him and I think I would take him with the 42nd or 43rd pick. And there's a part of me that thinks he might not be there. So people that are saying, well, get him in the third or fourth. Like, I don't see that. I, I, I watch him again. Like I saw the Cal game. I saw the Wisconsin game. I, I kind of got onto him for a little bit and probably watched six of their games this year, um, which is more than I'll watch on most guys. But he just, he was that impressive. And I just keep thinking this guy could be a, a late one, early two in my mind. And people are telling me three, four. I just don't see it. Um, but as I said, I mean, the Jets had him in and the Jets don't have a three. I mean, of course they could, you know, you can make moves and they might add a three, but as it stands, they don't have a third rounder and they had him in. Um, so he's a guy I would love to see. Um, any thoughts on on uh, Jack Campbell? He's he's another guy who's generating a lot of buzz. There's people say he might go in round one. Um, I think he's he's another sort of late one, early two out of Iowa. Yeah, he's a tall linebacker. He, you know, he's someone that you know is more productive. I I kind of like him a little bit more than Lucas Van Ness. I know Van Ness plays a different position, but I feel like Campbell is someone that you know stood out a little bit more. You know, definitely a heavy-handed player that that plays the run rather well. But I feel like the Jets kind of have those guys on the roster already, depth guys, guys that it, that they brought in that were safeties in college, like the kid from Auburn, and they transitioned him to linebacker. I feel like the Jets do have some answers already on the roster, uh, which is why I made that comment earlier, talking about how they don't have many holes, man, because I think they've drafted well, I think they've developed well, and I think they've added undrafted free agents rather well. So, you know, it may be a situation where, they probably can be a little bit more creative and package some picks to go up and get specific guys and not maybe walk away with three picks in the draft as opposed to, you know, using all uh, picks that they have available at their disposal. Yeah, that was actually, that was a point I made a, a couple weeks ago, did a show and kind of said, you know, if, if there were a couple questions, you know, obviously as a fan, I would love to have all the information they have on all their players. But if I had to pick a couple of guys that I'd love to know what they really think about, that was a guy it was Jamie and Sherwood, the converted safety who they brought in. They moved him to middle linebacker. Of course, CJ mostly stayed so healthy last year. He only played 20 some reps, but they're still keeping him around. They still have him at linebacker. You know, Hamza Nasruddin, I think he fell out of favor in a hurry. He started his first two games and we haven't really seen him since. Um, and he got pulled in the middle of his second pro game. So he had a game and a half under his belt and he's only played a couple snaps since then. Whereas, and they were ample opportunity outside linebacker. So I think that's kind of going by the wayside, but, I think the Sherwood thing is a good point. Like we don't really, as much as I'm saying, you know, there are tons, plenty of fans and pundits, myself included, saying the Jets need a linebacker. But there is that part of me that steps back and says, well, maybe they don't. Like I think they do because they haven't played Jamie and Sherwood. But at the same time, the opportunities haven't presented themselves, um, at least, you know, this year where, as I said, C.J. Mosley stayed healthy. Um, one spot where the Jets are pretty, pretty well set up is at corner. You know, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed did a really nice job back there last year. Damian Eccles was a solid backup. Um, who are some middle later round guys? Because with, with with Robert Sala being a defensive guy, you have to assume at some point that you know, even if it's in the later rounds, they're gonna they're gonna draft the DB for depth. Well, and, and you want to get someone that's versatile because when you're thinking about the depth part of it, you know, you look at their their you know, roster, they got really good talent on the back end that goes three deep. So um 
you know, they even brought in the people's corner and, and Jimmy Moreland, you know, someone that, that is a really good player. Um, so you think in terms of deep, you think in terms of can they play special teams, you think in terms of versatile. And the first name that pops up to my mind um, is the kid from Jackson State that has uh, Isaiah, Isaiah uh, Bolden. You know, he played at Florida State, transferred to Jackson State. He has played every position in the secondary. You know, he's 6'2", 203. Um, I saw him at the NFLPA game, and, and, you know, in that all-star event, they had him playing exclusively on the outside, and he was using his long arms to jam and press and, you know, keep the receivers busy, did a great job in the game as well. And he's also someone that is an excellent core special teamer, not just in coverage, but also in a return game. So that's someone that has a height, weight, speed, ran 4'3 at his pro day, has a height, weight, speed, athleticism. His dad played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so he has pro pedigree. He has gotten better, and he shows versatility. I think that's kind of like the guy the Jets would target uh, late in the draft that can help them out, be versatile, but also come in right away and be a star core special teamer. Because that's what you want, right? If you're going to take these guys late who aren't going to start for you, get them on the field somehow to where they contribute. Um, one guy that comes to mind for me that because someone I really liked uh, watching a little bit of K-State was Malik Knowles, the wide receiver. Um, you, you know, he's a guy who gets used on jet sweeps and, and a lot of end around type stuff, which, you know, Michael Hardman will fill that role on offense for the Jets. But a really good return man and um, a, a guy who I, I forget off the top of my head exactly what his yards per catch was. But, you know, big play guy, big play, big play guy on special teams and could be a late rounder. Um, any thoughts on him? Have you had a chance to watch Malik Knowles? Yeah, he's he, that's what I have him in my notes. You'll see it says core special teamer. And if you're going in that route, you know, you have you lose short, quick guys. You don't have Elijah Moore anymore. Um, you don't have, uh, you know, um, you don't have Braxton Berrios. So James Letcher, the Division II star out of Washburn, is an excellent kickoff and punt returner. Um, I want to say he has 30 receiving touchdowns in his career. Uh, has I, I want to say 11 or so return touchdowns. He's short, he's 5'6, 175, but this is someone that is an expert in returning kicks and also punts. Uh, eight time Hall American at the Division II level. So, when, when you say eight time, you're talking about making it as either both a wide receiver and return specialist or multiple returns as a kickoff returner and then second team as the punt returner. So this dude knows what he does with the football in his hands. And, 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 you know, maybe he's not a draftable guy, you know, maybe you grab him as a priority free agent. But if you're thinking along the lines of receivers that can help you, you know, on special teams, he's one of those guys, because again, he's another one that is able to play that slot role that is able to play that uh, you're playing a wide receiver run game because he's so excellent with the ball in his hands. And so a couple more names for you. These are some of the, the you know, later round guys who who jumped out at me um, while I was watching this year. And again, um, you know, one being an edge guy, uh, got a linebacker and a lineman. Um, and one really, the, the guy who I, probably the guy who I like the most, who's getting the least attention, Yasir Abdullah. Um, I don't know why he's not getting talked about more out of Louisville. The guy lived in opposing backfields. I know he's a little bit smaller. But really, if you look at his size and his skill set, he's not a lot different than, than Elvis Doomerville. And Elvis Doomerville, you know, didn't really have a hard time finding success in the NFL. So I know some people will knock him for his size. But to me, 
um, Yasir Abdullah just has the potential to be a, a, a playmaker right away. Yeah, and, and he's explosive. He's got bursts, you know. So when you're able to convert that speed to power rather well and, and get off the ball pretty quickly, you're going to find yourself in the backfield a lot. You know, I feel like the Jets have kind of pegged some of those guys. You know, Bryce Huff was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Anae spent some time with the Jets, Bradley Anae. Um, uh, yeah, he's on the practice squad right he's now. He's on the practice squad. So yep. they have two guys that fit that mold. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what Abdullah is. And so it's just about that's the that's the downside of the NFL game, man. There's only so many spots, only so many game day spots, um, and you know, only so many reps on the field, man. You got to keep your best on best. So if it was college where you have the opportunity to roll guys in and out and, and keep that wave rolling, man, it's it's tough. It's a good problem to have, but that's why I said earlier the Jets have done a, a fantastic job on the back end of the roster, in addition to what they've done early parts in the draft. And now one guy that uh, I did, I profiled him on, on our site a few weeks ago because he's uh, watched a bunch of his games and the guy, he just, some guys just have a knack for making a big play in a big spot. Um, and Jason Taylor Jr., the safety, a um, couple of game ending interceptions. He had six picks on the year. Um, again, another guy who's not getting a lot of attention. And I think yesterday, I think I saw the Jets have him scheduled for a visit now. Um, and this is this class, you know, everything you're hearing is that the it's there's not a ton of depth at safety. But I look at a guy like Jason Taylor Jr. Um, or the second, not of the Dolphins, Jason Taylor fame, um, but a guy who can be a playmaker on the back end. Um, is he someone you've had a chance to look at? And do you think that he can be a safety out of this class that that sort of makes, you know, makes a career for himself? Yeah, what, what I have written for him is he's someone that has a great sense of timing. And so what I mean by that is that's someone that understands the, the time and point in the game that a big play needs to be made, and he makes it. You know, and, and those guys, that, that's, a, that's a skill in and of itself. Um, so he does have a, a good idea of how to make the big play, whether it's making a tackle in the open field or turning the ball over. Um, he has, what, 19 pass breakups and eight interceptions in his career. So he does have an ability to get his hands on the football and he's a free safety. So for me, he's someone you could trust in deep third. You can trust him staying on the hash and not getting entertained with what's going on in the backfield. So for me, that's something that, you know, is is an underrated asset for a safety. Too often you find guys, you know, they tend to their the offenses will run those layered routes where they'll run something in front of you, they'll run an end cut in front of you and a post behind you. He'll stay until he sees the post develop and get on that post, he won't jump that deep dig route. So when you have someone as disciplined like that, it forces the quarterback to hold the ball a little bit longer and that pressure gets to him. And now the play is made. So he made a play that won't show up in the stat sheet. That's the type of player he is. So yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah. uh, Like I said, he's, he's a guy that, you know, I've seen him, I've seen people project him as undrafted and I've seen him projected sort of early fifth round. So it seems again, we, we said before the show, these are projections. We we don't know where these guys are going to land. You can see right. a guy projected undrafted all day. He might go in round four or five. But um, just as you said, the timing of the plays and the number of plays he made, I just have a hard time believing there's not a team that's going to take a flyer on him, um, you know, even if it's, it, you use a day three pick on him. But um, the Jets are uh, – a lot of people expect them to – you know, we, we discussed the, the O-line earlier in terms of tackle. Um, but are there any guards in this class you like, sort of mid-late round guys and – and do you have any thoughts on Tayshawn Manning? He's a, the guard out of Kentucky. Um, watched a few of his games this year. I thought I thought he stood up really well against Jalen Carter. 
Um, you know, you expect Jalen Carter to dominate whoever he's going against. But um, Tayshawn Manning, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm not saying he's going to get the best of Jalen Carter every Sunday if they play. But um, in that particular game, I was watching to watch Jalen Carter. And I just thought he's he's not making he's not making a lot of plays against this Tayshawn Manning guy. He's not we're not seeing him, you know, bull rush him into the backfield like he does so many other guys. So what do you do you have any thoughts on him and and who are some sort of mid late round guards you like? Um, well, you look at Manning and it's now starting to become a thing where you can trust certain schools with certain positions. Kentucky's on a really good roll on offensive and defensive linemen. They've done a fantastic job in developing guys down there, which is why they've had the success they've had in running the football, which is why they've had the success in stopping the run. So I'm not surprised that he had success. One, it's a familiarity because they're in the same you know division. They've played Georgia. They play Georgia every year, and they've been developed really well. So, yeah, he's someone that definitely can be a solid player. Uh, McClendon Curtis out of Chattanooga. While you were watching Cole Strange last year, you couldn't help but notice McClendon Curtis and what he was able to do as well. And he went down to the senior bowl, did a fantastic job. Um, he's someone that could also have a home as a right tackle. So you rarely see those guards that can, you know, kick out and play on the edge too. Joey Fisher uh, of Shepard, small college guy, was a star left tackle at Shepard. Is going to probably kick inside because he was someone that at 6'3", um, shorter arms, not going to have him out on the edge. I think he can play inside and play well. He He's a really good player because he's someone that held his own at the NFLPA practices. And Jordan McFadden, I'm, he was my number one guard. Uh, he played left tackle for Clemson. He was a starting left tackle, but he's 6'2". And you're not going to put someone 6'2", uh, with short, you know, whatever his arm length is, at left tackle. Um, so imagine his skill set at left tackle kicked down inside as a left guard, and now your pass pro is going to be phenomenal. So these are guys that I feel like, which makes this offensive line class deep, talented, versatile. Uh, so yeah, the Jets do have a ton of options, as they always do in these drafts. Because when you when you scout over a thousand players, you're going to always say that the draft is a deep class, and there's always going to be talent. You sometimes you got to dig a little deeper at certain spots. You know, I love that you said McFadden. I did a, a play like a Jets podcast last night, Scott Mason. Um, and we were going over prospects and and he was a guy I mentioned that as sort of similar with, with Abdullah, I watched him play for Clemson and I just kept thinking to myself, why isn't this guy getting talked about more? Um, and, and honestly, I can't remember which game it was, but I watched the one was impressed enough. I watched a couple more and I'm like, this guy's just dominating. He's, he's dominating a left tackle moved much better than I expected for his size, got downfield was driving guys into the ground on, you know, sweeps and screens. And I'm just, again, I'm looking at him going, I don't pretend to be a scout. But to me, this guy looks like a really good football player. And I haven't heard anyone. You're the first person I've heard mention his name. And that was what I, I said. You know, the only concern I could see is the height. So maybe that is what teams look at. Maybe he kicks inside. But, you know, he's a guy. To me, he looks like a player, you know. And and as we as I said, the Jets are going to probably look to get some guys on the inside. Um, they've added a couple of free agents. But, you know, these these are, you know, sort of stopgap guys. You might, you might look to, to fill those with more long-term answers, you know, on the interior. But um, I just want to thank you a lot, uh, Emery, for joining us. Please um, share the info, how people can get your draft guide. I recommend it. I've gotten it each of the last few years. Um, it's it's just a ton of information. And you just – listen, I've, I can't tell you how many hundreds, maybe a thousand hours of college football I've watched this year. And there's still guys that I haven't seen and haven't watched because 
it there's just so many out there and then of course i you know i find players i love and i watch six seven games instead of sticking with three and moving on to the next one um but please tell us about the draft guide and tell us how people can get it not glenn man i really appreciate the support and and, and again it, you are the reason why i continue to put a, out a guy like this because you see how useful and valuable it is um because it not only helps you prior to the draft through the draft but also in preseason training camp and when guys pop on and off the roster and it's like well who the hell is this guy and and so you know we didn't draft him he wasn't part of the original undrafted free agent class but now we signed him and he's he's active on game day he's probably going to be in this guide so mm-hmm. you know it's over a thousand individual scouting reports it's not a, one of these draft guys that you know give you 200 reports and just give you names and numbers for the other 700 um, not everyone in here has their own individual scouting page, uh, over a thousand pages, over a thousand prospects. And you can find it at footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. It is the industry standard for draft guys. It gives you exactly what you need to get enough information about the player um, and, and what you need to know as a fan, as an analyst, as a broadcaster. It's the perfect combination. All right, thanks so much, Emory Hunt, football game plan, folks. Check out the draft guide. Highly recommend it, as I said. Um, and, and you're right. I, there was a couple times last year, not even the like other teams, I would I would see a guy make a play, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And, you know, if he was a rookie, I knew I'd say, go to the draft guide and find him. And and a lot of times I'd see him doing things that you kind of – you called within the guide saying, here's what the guy does well, here's what he doesn't do well. Um, so, like I said, can't recommend it highly enough. Emory Hunt, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.